Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for women who want to elevate their health, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, corporate girl turned full-time online health and lifestyle entrepreneur. Join me every week for a high vibe conversation that will inspire you to live your best, healthiest, and most high vibe life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, my beautiful people. So I am so excited to bring with you, bring with you, talk with you guys about this episode. It's going to be about Adderall and my whole journey with Adderall. And I want to be responsible and say that this is not my, like, I'm not a professional. I don't have a medical background when it comes to Adderall or anything like that. And so if it's something that you're struggling with, I do recommend seeking out help and being your own advocate and doing your own research and you know seeking out medical and professional help for it but if you ever need someone to just confide in someone that you feel connected to that you can trust i want you to know if you're struggling with Adderall i i have been there and i can relate probably with any anything that you're going through when it comes to that drug because i was very, very addicted to it. So I wanted to share this whole vulnerable story and my story with Adderall because I feel like there's so many people that have come out of the woodworks and told me that they struggled with it, but literally never talked about it ever. Until I started talking about it openly, people started to come to me and tell me that they were struggling with it too. And so I don't know how many people there are out there that are struggling with this very, very powerful drug um, that seems to be handed out like candy nowadays. But I wanted to come in here and talk about my personal journey of how I got addicted, how it like just started to even become more and more of a problem in my life and really getting to where I am now. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And if you do, I would be so grateful and so honored if you would leave a thoughtful review. Let me know what you loved about this episode. And just so you guys know, everyone that leaves a review, like a rating and review on this podcast, you automatically get opted in to my free goal setting workshop. So it is a three-part goal setting workshop. And I talk a lot about self-awareness. I talk about self-sabotage. Like if you're someone who is constantly self-sabotaged in the past, this workshop is for you. I have poured my heart and soul into this training workshop and it is a completely free gift, a gift of gratitude for you leaving a thoughtful review because I know going to iTunes and leaving a review is not the most convenient thing. So if you leave a review and you take a screenshot and you just send it to me or shout me out on your stories, I will give you the link to opt into that workshop and you can get it for free. It's a three-part workshop and it will change your life. I'm already getting messages from people telling me that it's already changing their life. They're sending me screenshots of their homework that they're doing with it. And it is just, it inspires me to keep on going. So I created this workshop as a completely free gift of gratitude. So if you leave a review and you subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot, send it to me, you will get that workshop for free. And like I said, I poured so many hours, um, so much of my heart and soul into this workshop for you guys to give you the best training of all of the knowledge that I've accumulated from live events, from paying for courses, from training programs and coaching and all of this stuff. It's all in one package for you for free for my gift of gratitude. So let's dive into the show. I am going to be talking about my journey with Adderall. <laughs> let's go. 
What is up, you guys? So we are going to be talking all about my journey with Adderall. Um, I've noticed that a lot more people have been telling me, obviously, in private and not telling people that they know that they've been struggling with Adderall ever since I started to come out and talk about my experience with it. And I think especially in college, I know that there's some people that are in college, like it's such a popular drug. It's, it's not looked at as like a strong drug or anything like that. Like it's very normalized. At least it was in my experience with my crowd in college, like Adderall was very, very normalized. And so I want to share my journey with it, how I became addicted to it. I obviously had not obviously, but addiction really runs in my family. And I never thought it was going to be a problem because the addiction that ran in my family was things that were more depressive, like alcohol and opioids and Vicodin and and things of that nature. And I've never been really, really drawn to anything like that. Like I've never been really drawn to any type of uh, depressants or anything like that. And so I didn't think it was going to be a problem like at all. Um, I didn't, obviously it turned into a huge problem in my life, but also one of the things I look back on and it was, you know, one of my greatest struggles, but also something that I has made me who I am today. And, you know, as, as dark as it was to go through that journey, I wouldn't rewrite it because it's given me the insight and the knowledge and the compassion that I have today going through that journey. So if you're in one of those times where it's really dark for you, just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, Um, but you have to keep on searching for it. So let's start with how I discovered Adderall. We'll we'll start there. Um, I was a freshman in college and it started with Concerta. We were studying for, I think, midterms or finals, something like that. I honestly don't quite remember. But one of my friends that I was studying with, it was like 11 p.m. in the library and I'm just like losing focus. And he says, hey, have you ever tried Concerta? And I was like, no. Or he said Adderall or Concerta, something like that. Concerta is basically like a more mild version of Adderall, essentially. And he was like, that will change the game for you. Like you need to try this. And then gave me a pill. I tried it. I was up all night studying. I've never been so focused in my entire life. And then I went to class the next day and I just, you know, felt like I was like on top of the world as far as all of the work and all of the focus that I got done. And that was really my gateway into Adderall. So after that, I was like, oh my gosh, I convinced myself that I had ADD. So Adderall, for those of you that don't know what it is, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what it is. Like if you're listening to this episode specifically, but it is a prescription drug that is prescribed to people. You start off with children and kids, which is kind of scary, that have diagnosed ADD or ADHD to help them, you know, really stay focused, stay calm and stuff like that. And it just started to become popular very much in college. Um, and I think even beyond college as well as like the study drug, the focus drug, those of you that have taken it, you might have experienced the, those side effects of feeling super focused, like hyper-focused, nothing else matters except for whatever you're trying to accomplish and get done. And to me, I was addicted to that feeling, that feeling of feeling like, feeling like I was superwoman, essentially. And so I convinced myself that I had ADD or ADHD. I was like, I, I, I have to have ADD or ADHD because if I can't focus like this all of the time, 
then on, you know, when I'm studying without it, then I'm, I must have ADD and ADHD and it's just been undiagnosed. I convinced myself of that. And so it started off where I would just take it, you know, for midterms or finals. Like I only took it for midterms or finals when I really had to pull those long study days and nights for those tests. And then uh, I remember, you know, it started to get ex- expensive because you're paying paying for it. And when you get a prescription on insurance, it's way cheaper. So I told my mom that, you know, I told my mom about it. My mom told me to be careful. And she, because she kind of knew being the moms just know, you know, and she was like, just be careful. Like it's never, your next one's never going to be like the first one. And she, she kind of just knew what I was getting into. And she had the foresight to see that I was going to go down this addiction path, but being a mom, you know, of love, like she warmed me, but I had to go on the journey myself. I really did. And so she goes, well, if you think that you really have ADD or ADHD, like let's go see a psychiatrist. And she said that the funny thing is that she said that thinking that I would never actually go to a psychiatrist and lie and say that I have ADD or ADHD. And you know, talk to a medical professional and say that I needed Adderall. <laughs> but I was like, okay, let's go. And she was just like, what? Like, like her, her plan basically backfired on me to take me to a psychiatrist. So anyways, we go to a psychiatrist. I convinced him because I convinced myself that I had ADD and ADHD. Like I, I believed it. Um, so it wasn't me lying. It was my core belief. I was like, I need this. You know, like I just believed that in my core that, that I needed it. So I went eventually and he just prescribed me. He started me off with something close to Concerta and then I kept on going back and he kept on upping it. And eventually, long story short, I got up to the highest prescribed dosage that is legally available. Maybe it was at that time. I don't know if they've upped the dosages when I'm recording this podcast because I, I obviously don't take it anymore. But at that time, the highest that you could prescribe was 60 milligrams instant release of Adderall. And I got prescribed that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So at that point, I wasn't taking it every single day, but I was taking it mainly for tests, for big projects, things I had to get done. And I would tell myself I would only take it for those things. That's how it started off. I was like, I'm only going to take it when I need it for those things. And then eventually I found myself taking it for you know, I had like a paper to write or other things that weren't those big projects, big midterms and finals. And then before I know it on Sundays, I had to clean the house and I would just take out all to clean the house. Or I had this, you know, these things where I had to go talk to people all day and I would take some Adderall to go do that. And before I knew it, I was like, it just crept into my life and I was taking it every single day. And then the days that I didn't take it, was like, I literally just didn't even get out of bed or do anything. I was just so lazy, probably hungover because I'm in college and I would like party and binge drink on the weekends. And I would just do nothing all day. And then the next day it'd be like Monday and I'm like, okay, I need to get my my crap together. <laughs> and I would take some more Adderall and then go on with my my day and my week. And before I knew it, I was taking it every single day and I couldn't get out of bed I couldn't have the energy to get out of bed without it. That's really what it came down to. And it didn't happen overnight. Like I didn't get to that point overnight. It was a progression. And every time I kept on taking it, I had a justification. I had a reason why I needed to take it and that it would only be that one time. And it just kept on showing up more and more in my life. And 
before I knew it, I just didn't have any control or power with the Adderall. I was in denial about being dependent. I think I started to realize I had a problem, but I was so ashamed of it because it's one of those things that people talk about all the time. And there's lots of people that would take it that don't have problems. And when you kind of know that you have a problem with it, it's like one of those things where you just don't really want to talk about it or you get kind of like quiet talking about it, at least for me and my experience. And another byproduct or result of Adderall was that it suppressed my appetite like a lot, a lot. And I struggled with an eating disorder, really bad bulimia in college. And that was another thing that I was really, really ashamed about. And Adderall helped me at least feel like I had control over food because it suppressed my appetite and I, I wasn't hungry. And I'm a foodie. Like I love food. And so it did that for me as well. And another fear that I had was that if I wasn't taking Adderall, I would gain all this weight back again because I gained over 30 pounds in college and lost it in ve- like through an eating disorder, essentially. And, and I was scared that I would gain all the weight back if I stopped taking Adderall. So there was that fear. There was the fear that I wouldn't be able to show up and get good grades and take and, you know, perform on tests because that was really my sole goal in college was to get good grades and then get a well-paying job. Like that was really my focus. Oh, and then partying on the weekends, of course. And, and that, that was it. So I had like Adderall just became a part of my identity essentially. And it happened over the course of a couple of years where I was, I started taking it every single day. And I just, I couldn't imagine myself not taking it. Like it got to that point where it was so ingrained as part of my identity that I felt like the days that I didn't take it, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't get out of bed. I would just binge watch on Netflix or something, smoke weed and, and just a lot of like unhealthy things. And that reinforced my idea that I couldn't do anything without it. It was like my super drug. It was the, you guys know that movie, Limitless. I don't remember the guy's name. You guys know the guy's name. But anyways, <laughs> it's like it was like my limitless pill essentially. And it became a real big problem in my life because I, I carried it with me all the time because I was like, well, I'm just going to need Adderall maybe today, maybe I'll need it, maybe I won't, but I always had it there. It was always my crutch. So then fast forward a few years, I five years, whatever, I graduated and then I got a corporate job, well-paying corporate job, and I was still fully addicted to Adderall at this point, taking it every single day. And I just, it just hit me at some point that I didn't want to take it anymore, that I couldn't imagine going back to my psychiatrist and for the rest of my life to get this drug. I was like, I don't want to depend on a prescription pill for the rest of my life. Like that was just, I just had this epiphany and I started realizing like, it's not normal to take a prescription pill. You know, like these, like, yes, like I think Western medicine is great for a lot of areas of, you know, of health and advancement and prolonging life, but there's a lot of negative side effects, especially with big pharma and medical like prescription pills that we don't necessarily need. To me, not knowing really the long-term side effects of taking Adderall every single day, like on your heart, we don't really know that, you know? And, and it was something that really, really terrified me. Like, what am I doing to my body? What am I doing to my brain? you know, with taking this drug, 
this really strong drug every single day. There was a point where like, just so you guys know how, how much I was taking, like I was taking a lot. So I got, I got to this point when I finally graduated college, I was about at 60 milligrams a day instant release. So I was at my max prescription and that kind of built up over the course of those four years. And I remember one time in college, I actually took 170 milligrams. I think it was like, yeah, 170 milligrams, maybe 180 milligrams in a day. 24 hours, I took 170, 180 milligrams instant release. So that is how bad it got because your body starts to become, it develops like a, a resistance, a tolerance to it. The more you take like alcohol, right? Like if you keep on drinking alcohol, your tolerance level goes up. So that was the same with Adderall. The more I took Adderall, the more my tolerance went up and the more that I needed. So I digress there, but I go back to <laughs> um, graduating working in my corporate job, realizing that I don't want to take it anymore. I didn't know where to start. And I was like, okay, well, I know I don't want to take this anymore. So maybe if I go see a therapist and start working on, you know, like my addiction to it and, and getting off of it. So I sought out, my first step was seeking out professional help. Um, but before I did that, actually, that was my second step. My first step was being honest that was my first step. That was the scary step, like the really scary, vulnerable step. I told Garrett. So those of you that follow me, you know, Garrett is my partner. He's my life partner. Um, and I was only with him for about six months when I told him that I was like, he didn't know. He didn't know that. I, no one knew. My mom had an inkling, but I didn't tell her about it a lot. You know, I didn't want her to worry. I didn't talk to her about it. And I never imagined that I would ever be openly talking about this, to be honest. But I told Garrett that I was addicted to Adderall and we were only together for about six months, maybe not even that. So it was really, really terrifying. I was super vulnerable telling him that. And he was so supportive. And he still loved me. And I was like, wow, like I just told you the thing that I'm most ashamed of right now in my life. And you just told me that you still love me. Like that, that to me made me realize that, you know, I can start shedding light on the things that I'm ashamed of and the people that truly love you unconditionally will still love you. That was my first like real experience of being loved and accepted fully for me, for the dark side, for the thing that I was ashamed of for the last six years of my life. So I told him that and I told him that I wanted to get help on quitting it. So I started seeking out therapy. It was bullshit. Like not therapy itself, but the process of finding a therapist was super difficult. Not only that, not at all, not even a dime was covered by my insurance. And I had good insurance. So I don't know what kind of, maybe you have better insurance than I did, but I had Blue Shield, nothing, no therapists were covered under my insurance plan. And I spent hours talking on the phone to customer service, trying to find any loopholes or anything. And therapy is not cheap. The only thing that was covered for as far as like mental health was psychiatrists. And I didn't want to see a psychiatrist because I didn't want to get prescribed anything. I wanted to see a therapist to get unprescribed, like to get off of the prescription drugs. And so I had to start paying a hundred to 150 some. Yeah. It was like 180, I think was what the therapist I started $180 a session out of pocket. And I had to pay for that. Yep. And I, I was doing it because I was committed. I, did I have the money to spend like that? Not really, no. But I, I decided I needed help and I was going to do whatever it took. 
so I started seeing therapists and my therapy journey, honestly, was not the best. I never found someone that I really connected with. I never found someone that, you know, I felt like worked for me and I didn't feel their methods worked for me because I, I saw three different therapists. And so it wasn't, and like three different therapists for longer than a month. And I was shopping around and seeing multiple therapists at this time. And the one thing that they all said was like, oh, well, we'll just replace this habit with a new habit. Or, you know, what if you don't go all or nothing? Because to me, I was like, I need to just stop taking this. And someone, one of the therapists was like, well, what if you just actually, instead of going all or nothing, because that's my personality is all or nothing. Like I'm all in or I'm all out. She was like, instead of having this all or nothing mentality, like, why don't you just wean yourself off of it? And so I tried that because I was open. I was coachable. I was like, okay, fine. I'll try that. And this is what happened. I would not take Adderall and then I would not get any work done. I would just convince myself I couldn't work without it. And I don't even know what I was doing at work. Like I, but I was not getting productive work done. And then when I had a deadline, like, and it was crunch time, I would binge on Adderall, stay up all night, stay like at work for like 15 hours, finishing that project in one, you know, one day and get it done. And so to me, that was not working. That was not a solution to like wean myself or only take it a couple times a week or, or only like binge on it when I had a project. Um, I know her intention wasn't for me to binge on it when I had a project, but that was my approach to it because I didn't get anything done not taking it because in my mind, I couldn't focus without it. And so I, it was a struggle. Going to therapy for me was a serious struggle. Um, and trying to figure out what worked for me. And I, I remember just feeling like so frustrated with myself, constantly trying to quit um, and relapsing and then binging on Adderall. And it was just like this negative cycle, that I, like this hamster wheel that I couldn't get out of. And I was so frustrated with myself. And I just remember like, am I ever going to be able to do this? That was like constantly a question was like, am I ever going to be able to stop taking this? Or am I just doomed to take it for the rest of my life? I remember I was just like so desperate to change. And I didn't want to take it anymore. And I didn't want to be dependent on this drug anymore. And I started reading a blog post by is how to quit Adderall. It's probably still up there. It was like an old untouched um, blog site that this guy wrote. I think it was a guy, maybe a a girl, but I think it was a guy that he wrote. I think it's like how to quit Adderall.com or something like that. You could probably find it. But he had this article and everything that he wrote about being addicted to Adderall and quitting Adderall, like I just resonated with. I was like, that is me right now. That, that is where I'm struggling with. And there was a couple things in that article that really stood out to me. One of them was this idea of having it as a crutch, which was what the therapists were kind of like telling me to do. Like you wouldn't take it for a while and then you need to get something done. And, and it was always there. It was that crutch that you needed when you needed to get something done. And I was like, that's me right now. And that's how I feel. You know, I felt like I couldn't get anything done, anything meaningful, anything productive, anything efficient done without it. And then another thing that really hit home with me was that, and this one like really hit me in the heart and and it made me so self-aware and it, this line probably, I'm, I'm going to butcher the line. I don't remember exactly, but this is how I interpreted it, it, interpreted it was that Adderall is something that you need to take to focus on work that you're not passionate about. I was like, whoa, <laughs> 
that, that hit me hard because I was realizing at that point that I was not passionate about finance. I was not passionate about crunching numbers. I wasn't passionate about anything that I studied in school. Nothing in school I was passionate about. I was doing it because I thought that's what you had to do to be successful. That's what society told me I do to be successful. Finance, business, that was what I had to major in and get good grades in to be successful. It wasn't something that I was passionate about, that I was curious about learning more about. And I just realized the last six years of my life, I'm not going to say it was wasted, but it made me realize that the reason why I felt like I needed to take Adderall was because I... I just didn't give a shit about what I was learning. Adderall was the thing that I took that all of a sudden brought this like passion into studying finance for me. And I realized that. And that was when I was like, wow, that, that hit me so hard. It struck so many chords with me. And I realized like I'm on the wrong path right now. This is not like if I, as long as I'm in finance, I probably will need to take Adderall, like, and at least in my mind, that's where I was in my mindset because I realized, like, I didn't want to be doing the work that I was doing anymore. It wasn't that my bosses weren't great people. My bosses, my coworkers, they're all great people, but the work, I w- it was not the work that I was meant to come into this world to do. And I did not feel a fuel or a passion for it. And so I decided that I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, that I wanted to help people. I knew that that's where my calling was. I knew that I wanted to make an impact on this world. I knew I was destined for something more than working a nine to five or seven to seven, essentially in a cubicle, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I was like, well, if I want to help others, I need to help myself first and I need to get clean. Like I need to get off the Zadderall. And so I went cold turkey, August 14th, 2016, We'll never forget that day because that was the day my life changed. That was the day, the day that I finally made the decision, the final decision to cut off Adderall. I was like, this is it. I'm done. And I told Garrett, I'm quitting. I'm done. I got rid of all my pills. I was like, this is, I'm literally done. I you know, was like, I'm not, I canceled all my appointments with my uh, psychiatrist. It's like, I'm not going there anymore. And I'm quitting. It was the hardest, I'm not gonna lie, it was the hardest week of my life because I had some big deadlines and big projects. The work was still there. I couldn't take work off. The work was still there and I had to get things done. For the first time ever, I didn't meet a deadline. And for someone who is an overachiever, like an overperformer who strives for excellence, that was really freaking hard to have to tell my boss, hey, like I'm not gonna meet this deadline. Like that, that literally tore me down. And that made me feel like I was making a mistake. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to perform in my job at the levels that they've expected. They've learned to expect from me if I'm not taking Adderall. And I, I broke down that week. Like I broke down so hard because there was a lot of things that ended up me not meeting that deadline, like computer crashing and lost, losing my work and stuff like that. But it, it just felt so much harder. And that to me was one of the hardest things that I had to do was to say, I'm not going to meet this deadline because that was never an option to me before. Like I had a deadline, I met it no matter what. <laughs> that was a really big struggle. And I had to be honest and say, this is not going to get done by this time. Like we're going to have to push it back. I also would just remember breaking down. Like I just remember breaking down that week telling Garrett, like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I have what it takes. Like, I I don't know who I am anymore without Adderall. Like, I just don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like I can do the work. I don't feel like I can perform without it. Um, And he was there, like, just 
with so much support and so much love and really like really there in my corner cheering me on. And that, that helped a lot. That really helped a lot because me, he made me realize that the Adderall didn't define me, that I was still the same person without it. But I lost that sense of self. I lost that sense of identity after taking something every single day for the last six years of my life. There's a couple other things that I was really scared of, which was gaining weight because I didn't know how to eat healthy without Adderall. So that was something that really scared me. Um, like having all of a sudden all of these cravings and all of these wants and for food and gaining weight because I was inevitably going to eat more because I had an appetite. And so that was something that really scared me. What really saved me in my journey of recovery and stopping Adderall was health and fitness. And I realized that if I wanted the energy, if I wanted the focus, if I wanted that that same passion, that same energy to show up every single day without the super drug, quote unquote super drug, I, I need to take care of my body. I needed to put my body and my health first. So I started eating super healthy. Like this was probably the cleanest month of my life when it came to food. I wasn't having any sugar. I wasn't having any like processed foods. I was eating all greens, all vegetables, like all organic food, uh, tons of green smoothies, green ju- juices, lots of water, lots of lemon, like just full the full alkaline diet. If you don't know what the alkaline diet is, you can go search it. But that's basically what I was following to a T and I felt amazing. I like I had so much energy because I was taking care of my body and I was working out not to look a certain way, not to lose weight, not to punish myself for food or anything like that. I was working out because I knew that I wanted to feel strong. And if I wanted to feel mentally strong, physically strong was like the first thing that I could do was taking care of my physical body. And that gave me natural energy. It gave me a boost of endorphins. It got my blood, you know, my blood flow and oxygen like running in my body. And so I felt so good physically and mentally, but it was also the hardest week of my life. I think that's really important to note is that it wasn't just a walk in the park. And it also wasn't, it wasn't a walk in the park, (laughs) I think is what I meant, but it also wasn't just all dooms and dungeon. Like it was a mixture of both. I had highs and lows during this journey, especially that first week um, where I felt great. And then I doubted myself. I was feeling amazing and energized. Like I could do it and I can keep up with it. And then I hit rock bottom and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And so it was like a mess, you guys. And I think that's really, really important is that it's not going to look beautiful and perfect when you're trying to change your life there's going to be lots of messes and you're going to have the highs and equally the lows. I want you guys to know I have been off of it now for about three and a half years. And so two weeks after that, I found two weeks after I quit on August 14, 2016, I found coaching, which is now what I do full time and is what I pursued. And it was like the universe knocking on my door when I decided to make that change to quit Adderall. It's like the universe saying this was the opportunity that you were looking for, but you weren't ready for yet. Once I made that decision to change my life, the universe put it in front of my in front of my life. And I was like, I would be a fool not to pursue this. Yes, I had doubts and I had limiting beliefs and all those things. But to me, it was like divine timing. So I want you guys to know whenever you're making any changes in your life or whatever you're struggling with, whether it's food or your body or your mental health or maybe addiction, maybe it's Adderall, I don't know. Whatever you're struggling with, there is 
a light. And I want you guys to know that, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and to never give up on yourself and be your own advocate and keep on trying and keep on showing up. And every time you feel fail, dust yourself off and get back up and show up because this is your life. This is your life. And don't quit on yourself because you are worth it. You were worth getting knocked out a hundred times and getting back up 101 times. You were worth it. And I want you to know that. And life is going to have all of its obstacles and all of those things that you, you constantly go through. But never quit on yourself. And know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But you have to be so committed to finding that light in that darkness. And if you're deep in that darkness, I feel you. And I totally resonate with you. And obviously, I'm getting still so emotional about it. But I want you to know that there really is light at the end of that tunnel. And you just have to be committed to finding it. Okay. And so be your own advocate, do your own research and never give up on yourself. And that's really the message that I have for you guys um, that I wanted to share with you today. And I really want to talk about this topic because I don't see a lot of people talking about Adderall. And I don't know, honestly, how many people are struggling with it um, or some form of it. But I do know when I started talking about it more openly, people started coming to me and telling me that they're struggling and that they were, you know, abusing it and that they didn't want anyone to know. So I feel like if there's been, you know, people that have been coming and telling me that, I feel like there's more. And so if you really benefited from this episode, I know it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but please let me know. Like, let me know. And I, I, I want you to know I'm here for you. Um, if it's something that you struggle with, you don't have to shout it out on your stories. Um, but please let me know if this episode helped you in any way, shape or form. Um, I really appreciate it. So I love you guys. I hope that being vulnerable in the story, I don't know how long this went, but I hope that it was helpful for you. And I love you guys so much. I appreciate the support so much. And until next time, friends. Bye guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.